When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Because we think that there's only one way to be successful and it's wrong. It's inherently wrong. It's capitalist bullshit that we've been sold and it's not your fault but like listen to me now like you have to do it your own way otherwise you're gonna end up in somebody else's version of success you are listening to the chillpreneur podcast the place that we have vibey conversations with some of the most inspiring and mission-driven entrepreneurs building digital businesses and creating history-making brands being a chillpreneur means rebelling against hustle culture and proving that you don't need to sacrifice living a fun-filled adventurous life to build a business that changes the world get ready to be inspired have a laugh and of course meet some extraordinary people along the way welcome to the chillpreneur podcast oh my gosh we are actually here welcome welcome my friend officially to season five of the chillpreneur podcast you know i actually got an email the other day from the guinness world book of records wanting to feature us as the longest podcast hiatus ever Seriously, I realize that we have not uploaded a podcast episode for such a long time. We have been mega, mega inconsistent, but we are back, baby. We have just finished doing a full podcast tour. We have recorded a bunch of epic, epic conversations. And so consistency is now my new middle name when it comes to the podcast anyway. All right, so what we're going to be doing for season five is we are really going to be digging into having some epic conversations with just mission-driven entrepreneurs, as you would have heard in the new introduction. You know, I am really interested in understanding what goes into making a history-making brand, really, why people are passionate about certain things. And we really want to have conversations that ultimately help you unlock your greatest potential, as corny as that sounds, but... There are just so many people out there procrastinating on their big dreams, procrastinating on their world-changing goals, and I'm so fed up with seeing it because I know why. So many people are paralyzed with the overwhelming, contradicting information around what it means to start a business, and I just want to bring you the chillpreneur philosophy so that you know that it doesn't have to be a whole lot of stress, overwhelm, and sacrifice, that you actually can do something that changes the world without necessarily having to sell your soul in the process. And so that is what these chats are going to be all about. Mindset, marketing, business, growth, scaling, sustainability, life, freedom, love, business, mission, values, and of course, at the center of it, just helping you become the coolest person you know. So... This episode is with one of my dear, dear friends, Jazz. I actually ended up having an intensive session with her after this episode because the episode literally sold me on how freaking incredible she is and how much a master she is of her craft. So Jazz is not only an excellent business person, but she has a background as well in astrology and I sat down and recently and had a business astrology intensive with her and I learned more about myself from this intensive than I have in such a long time it was like all of the pieces of the puzzle all of the parts of myself that I resisted all of the things that I weren't willing to face or to look at, it just all started to make sense. In this episode, we talk about lots of different things. We talk about astrology, business, the state of astrology and what's happening, authenticity, sales. So this is an incredible, incredible episode, but I do also just want to share my personal experience about working with Jazz because it was 
incredible. We all know I have a tendency to ramble, so I'm just going to let you see for yourself in this episode how incredible she is. All of her information is left below. I definitely, definitely think that if anything in this episode piques your interest as it did for me, please reach out to Jazz because you do not want to miss the opportunity to work with her. I can already tell you it has absolutely changed my life and I hope it does for you as well. Jazz. Welcome, welcome officially to the Chillpreneur podcast. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm just excited for this conversation. It's going to be great. So in all honesty, this is our first time that we've ever filmed with this setup. It's been a bit of a shambles, to be honest, but we're going to go. I don't know where to look as well. I'm just like, like, do I look at the audience? Do I look at you? Anyway, we'll figure it out. But welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited to have this conversation today because we were just talking before about the industry and about the work that you do. And I know that there's so many little areas that we're going to be able to tuck into today. But before we do, I let's talk about 15 years in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like that's where I want to start. I know most people start podcasts being like, let's go into the entre- origin story, but Talk about 15 years in entrepreneurship. Well, yeah, you'll get my origin story from (laughs) me talking about that. So, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur in some way, shape or form for the last 15 years. I started in music. So I think that it's a very common misconception that independent artists aren't entrepreneurs. And I wouldn't have considered myself an entrepreneur when I was doing music. But now that I am an entrepreneur in, I guess, the traditional sense... I can sit here and tell you that that is 100% an an entrepreneurial endeavor. Oh, yeah. Because the things that you have to do and be mindful of and just even the grit that you require in order to just show up, not even be good, but just to do the thing as a musician is um, it's entrepreneur 101. Like that's totally what it is. So I started off in... um, in music and that's something that I did since I was really really young so I like booked my first gig when I was like when I was like five like I've been earning super yeah I've been earning super since I was five (laughs) like so I've been working for my whole life so I've always been someone that's super driven and really just obsessed with career that's just something I've always been really really into ever since I was really young So yeah, I started off as a musician. I was an independent artist. I had a band with my brother. So I wrote wrote songs and I still do that on some level. I actually have an EP probably coming out when this comes out. That's so exciting. Do we get a little... Yeah, (laughs) I'll definitely give you guys a little little like... concert afterwards. Yeah, I'll give you guys a little something, something. But um, (laughs) yeah, so I did that and it was great and it was all I ever knew, but when things kind of started to take off and they didn't even really take off, like they took off in like the smallest way. Like I was playing gigs and I got a manager and all these things. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling as fulfilled as what I thought. It wasn't enough. And maybe the the gratification wasn't quick enough. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but something was just off. Yeah. And whilst I was being an independent artist, you have to have a job to mm. fund that thing because, by the way, it's also incredibly expensive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what can I do where I can earn the most amount of money? I've never been to university, anything like that. And I'd been working in bars and I was like, I can't, can't be doing that. Like, yeah. no more of that. Those hours. The hours, <laughs> like, I was doing night shift. Like, I was, you know, I was still pulling in good money from that, but it just, I was like, no. Nah we're not doing that. So I ended up going into sales. I did this like weird fucking pyramid schemey thing for like six weeks because I just wanted to get out of um, being in hospitality. (laughs) Like it was just, I don't even know like what it was. I was literally there for six weeks. I didn't know what I was selling, but I sold a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I was, and I was doing like, okay. And um, anyway, I, had a family member who was in the automotive industry and he was like do you want to um like are you good at selling and I was like yeah I am and he was like cool call this number um if you want to get a job in like automotive automotive and do selling there so anyway one thing led to another and ended up working for Mercedes-Benz which was like crazy and within 18 months I went from being $25,000 in debt to earning like 185 grand a year 
Like it was nuts. Damn. Like it was nuts. <laughs> and I remember looking at like my tax. As a salesperson for Mercedes? As a salesperson. So I was upselling. So I wasn't yeah. selling cars. I was purely going in and upselling. Like with the packages, the AMG packages. Yeah, and stuff. yeah nice. right. So I was going in and selling all these upsells and my job was purely to retain profit yeah. in the in the deal and in the business. And I actually did the math that during that time, and what I also think as well about the whole sales thing, and whilst I almost kind of attribute this to a little bit of entrepreneurship, they don't give you anything. Mm. Like they're like, this is your business within the business. Yeah. They're basically just giving you the leads. Yeah. That's it. So if I needed marketing material, if I wanted to change the marketing material, I was designing marketing material. Within Mercedes-Benz. Yes. I was like, we need to do this. Tell this person to change this. I think this is whatever. Like I was doing all of those things and obviously selling on top. Most of my selling was over the phone or over email. So this is where I started to like cut my teeth with like sales copy and yeah. all these types of things. And um, yeah, anyway, I was there for five years. It was really great. Um, but I realized you know, I had made, I think between like six and 7 million personally for the company of profit over those five years. Can we just pause on that for a second? Because there is just a little business lesson in this (laughs) that I would like to point out for myself and then maybe forever I'm watching upselling, 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 downselling, upselling, side selling, cross selling. Yeah. And that's why I think I was able to grow my business, my online business quite quickly is because I kind of had that mindset of going don't don't leave money on the table yeah you know what I mean if you need a payment plan for and I don't know this is just the way I work I don't think this is for everybody but I do think in the coaching industry it's sort of like pay in full do this or that's it yeah and to me especially in this industry if we're out here trying to help people let's try and make it work like let's have a conversation you're entering into a relationship with somebody especially if you're working with someone one-on-one Um, or something is live I think if it's passive it's a little bit different but if you're doing a live program or you're asking like someone wants to work with you one-on-one yeah yeah, like having that conversation around okay like let's figure out a plan that works for you yeah like just because it's like not going to be perfect for them yeah that is a reason why a lot of people don't buy is because not that the price isn't right well that is one thing I did learn especially when you're working with people who have high earners know I was working with people who were millionaires like every day and yeah like price still does matter it doesn't matter how much money you've earned it's got to do with who the person is and if that price doesn't feel right or they don't feel like they're getting a deal or they don't feel like they're special during the sale they're just not going to say yes can we talk about that for a second because I do see a lot in this space obviously the conversation that price doesn't matter at all it's all about the energy it's all about the brand association it's all about the relationship and all of these things and particularly what I see a lot of people saying is like you know people want to work with me regardless of the price etc etc and I think it creates this one way of doing business concept as if like there's only one type of buyer and that's the expressive buyer the hype buyer that I talk about but that's not representative. And as you're saying, like even people who are millionaires buying a Mercedes, there are still a subsection of people that are going to be looking at price. So when you hear people saying things like that, when you hear people saying like, oh, regardless of the price with your background in business and seeing a wider perspective, like what would you say to a client who was like, I'm really struggling because, you know, people are asking me about my prices. Am I doing something wrong? Mm, I think people confuse ideal client for ideal buyer. Yeah. So you can have an ideal buyer that you're selling to. And I think especially in the online space, it is hard to consistently market to all of those people, especially if you don't want to do like consultation calls. Yeah. So that's fine if you want to direct your marketing towards an ideal client, which we all want to do. But are you directing it to an ideal buyer as well? And are you conscious of that because you are not selling to an ideal client, you're selling to a buyer. And I think that we just aren't really taught that there's a difference between the two because your ideal client, their brains all work differently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to have an individual experience. So I know like for me, 
I'm not opposed to having consultation calls because I know that honestly like I can tap into somebody's energy and I can sell to them in a more genuine and authentic way to what they need yeah and I think that's what actually ended up like I ended up being like the number one salesperson in Australia when I was like 24 I love that. And I was like, I love that. there were people like we were getting calls from like other dealerships being like, can we send our people there and like shadow so they can shadow jazz. And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just like being nice to people and selling them what they need. Yeah. So instead of saying like, you, you should just get the whole package because that's where the profit is. Yeah. I was saying, well, what do you need? Yeah. Rather than this pushing them mean. into what the company wants me to sell so that I can... I don't know, be the best salesperson. I don't know, like whatever, get a pat on the back. Like it just, I was like, I just want to make sure that I'm consistently bringing in income. And so every time someone sat down with me at that job, I would just have a conversation with them and ask them like, okay, like let's figure out what you need. And I would say, okay, you don't need that. Yeah. Just do this. Yeah. And just simply saying that. people were Yeah, it builds trust and people were more likely to say yes to me. And at the time I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. But looking back, that is aligned an aligned sales strategy. Like I'm a Gemini who likes to talk, who likes to connect. This is going to be a long <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and, I, and I'm also two Gemini's on a couch. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Scorpio rising, so yeah. I think for me, people can perceive me as a little bit intimidating, as a little bit prickly sometimes, and that's fine. But I sort of would use that to my advantage yeah. in ways, and. I think as well when people get that sense about me or they make that perception of me and then they actually talk to me and the Gemini kicks in, it makes them feel like they know me even more. They're in. So it's been quite interesting having that transfer from, you know, I mean in my business almost four years now, going on four years. So it's been really interesting to see how it transfers over. What would you say, um, just while we're on that thought, because I love – pragmatic practical advice for those listening obviously you have such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to sales and such an incredible perspective because of that experience working with high ticket people before you've even entered into entrepreneurship not to oversimplify the whole process but if you had to say what would be the three sales lessons that you learned through that experience that you now bring into your business yeah and I would say that it's not even just through that experience too. It's through what I learned in music as well. Like selling yourself. That's the one thing I will say is like it all built on top of each other. So I think it all helped me be an online personal brand because without that music stuff, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to just like jump on Instagram live. Yeah. Like, cause I knew how to be on stage and that's why people freak out and don't want to do it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use it from the whole thing, but from a sales perspective, I think one is you can never judge like a book by its cover, right? Like there would be people that would come into Mercedes-Benz who are legitimate billionaires yeah, and they have, they don't even have an iPhone. Yeah. And they're like wanting to take all the free cakes. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, you live in Vaucluse. Yeah. In like a twenty-five million dollar mansion, like I don't. And you want a free cookie? <laughs> and you want a you want a free cookie? Like you're having lunch here today? Like I don't get it. That's a vibe. Like That's do you know what I mean? Vibe. So you never know, and also like you would never be able to tell that that person has that money. So I think never judging a book by its cover, never pre- like assuming that someone can't afford something, um, never assuming that someone can afford something. I think just. Mm actually having a genuine connection and being like let's talk about it I'm not assuming anything either way no judgment um, because if you judge it you're gonna you're coming with a preconceived notion and that's not going to help you actually sell especially when you're actually talking to someone in the dms over voice note whatever it is however we do it in this industry number two I would say is like building rapport in some way this is why I love what you do because it's like what you're essentially doing through Instagram or through TikTok or a podcast or whatever, how can you build intimacy? Like you do need to have like, like, know and trust. And I know that this is like sales 101, but how are you actually doing that? This is why I love podcasting so much Yeah, is because it is the easiest way, especially for a Gemini, it's like the easiest way to like 
create intimacy and create a relationship that doesn't actually feel parasocial yeah. um, to the client. So how are you utilizing content? How are you utilizing um, Instagram, all these different platforms, YouTube, whatever, to actually create like, know and trust? And that way you're never, it never feels like, I mean, pardon the pun, but it's like you're never going in dry. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just always making sure. I like that example. No, but I mean, it's true. <laughs> like, it's true though. Like, you can't just like, who, like, yeah. I was in the automotive industry. Like, I've yeah. seen horrific sales strategies yeah. before. And it's like, nobody likes to do that. Like, no yeah. one likes to be sold to. So, if you can create as much of a genuine relationship as you possibly can, that's going to be great. And then I think the last one is just around like backing yourself and patience. Yeah. And it's okay if somebody says no, yeah. right? Being confident in your product, being confident in your service, being confident that another opportunity will come along. Yeah, that's a huge one. Like, you know, that's that takes a lot of the pressure off and you can allow yourself to like it's a trust game it really really is and it's trust in what you've built trust in your processes your systems trust in your clients trust that if it's a no for someone on this that it could be a yes on something else that you haven't even had an idea for yet that's yeah. going to drop in who knows three hours from now like yeah. you never know when this inspiration is going to hit so I think like the patience and the confidence piece is massive and I don't think a lot of people attribute to sales but if you're not, and this is where the alignment piece comes in, if you're not sure of who you are, if you're not selling in an aligned way that feels good for you and is ethical and is your way of doing things, how can you ever trust the process? Yeah. Because it's not actually your process. It's a carbon copy of someone else's success yeah. process. And whilst it might work to a certain degree, I can tell you right now, it might be scalable, but it won't be sustainable. Yeah. So you need to figure out your own way of doing things because otherwise all of that stuff that I just said doesn't even matter. Yeah. Oh, that's my <laughs> favorite topic. I want to talk about that a little more, but you are also an expert. You have many facets to I you. I do. In astrology, which is something we actually haven't talked a lot here on the podcast about. Now we talk a lot about authenticity and branding and being yourself, but you said you had some unique insight into that balance between astrology and authenticity and the fact that there might be something happening in the astrological plane. I don't know the right terminology to explain yeah. astrology, by the way, but I was on a live one day recently and someone talked about this and then I asked you and you said, yes, this is the case. So what's happening astrologically that has to do with authenticity in business? Yeah, so we've had a couple of really big shifts. So you know what, my friend, I think it's about damn time that you took your business and the impact that you desire to have to the next level. You know, I can see inside your soul and I know that you came to do big things. Don't you think? Well, if so, then you need to check out our free visible masterclass. This class is all about learning how to create scroll stopping content that gets noticed and how to build massive engagement and trust with your community. Trust is such a big one because let's face it, you know, being visible isn't just about being popular. That just doesn't cut it anymore. It's about serving and growing and building a community of true fans that not only engage with you and want to buy from you, but also want to spread the word. They want to be a part of the mission that you are here to share with the world. So if you're ready to become the person that your audience is obsessed, obsessed with searching for so that you can start not only living out your purpose, but building that freedom lifestyle that you're dreaming of, then you need to sign up for the Visible Masterclass today. Trust us, trust us, you will not regret this one. It is freaking epic. I mean, listen to this testimonial that one of our students shared with us. They said, thank you so much for this masterclass. Wow, it has so much value. And honestly, I've been in a lot of coaching programs and paid over $15,000 for strategies that simply don't work. And your masterclass by itself blew my mind. You are incredible and I cannot wait to be permanently in this community. If you want to sign up for the free visible 
Invisible Masterclass, then use the link in the show notes. Like I said, it is absolutely free and you will not regret it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Just so everyone like kind of gets, and I'll give you like, I'm very like pragmatic with astrology. So I'll give you kind of like the 411 on it. So we have the transits, right? That's what's happening in the sky currently. Like, What's a transit? So a transit <laughs> is where the sun is. Like, you know how like right now we're in Aries season. Yeah. The reason we're in Aries season is because the sun is literally in the constellation of Aries. Like okay. this is not like, like this is in astronomy. There is a constellation called Aries and that's yeah. where it is. So that's what dictates like the astrological seasons. Yeah. So the sun, as well as the moon and Mercury and Venus and every other fucking planet, they all transit through everything right so right now we're having two major transit we've just moved saturn has just gone into pisces so that's contributing a little bit to what you would have heard but majorly we've got pluto moving into aquarius so it's in aquarius right now it's moved out of capricorn pluto stays in a sign for 15 years yeah so what happened 15 years ago Financial crisis. Yeah. Right. Yep. It moved into Capricorn, and we had a we had a financial crisis. What are we doing right now? We're going through a recession. Right. And like it's like yeah. it's it's you can't make things up. Like you can't make this stuff up. So anyway, with Pluto moving into Aquarius or coming out of Capricorn, Capricorn is very much like big pharma energy, big corporate energy. Yep. We've seen the rise of a lot of these really really big corporations over the last fifteen years almost like another industrial revolution with like the rise of tech and all these sorts of things and that hustle culture and that really masculine, you know what I mean? Like it it really has hyped up over the last, over the last 15 years. We're moving away from that. What we're moving into into the age of children. Would you say? (laughs) Because we're moving into the age of doing things your own way because Aquarius a Capricorn is all about the rules, which is where we were with Pluto. Aquarius literally walks around like this and is like, fuck your rules, fuck everything. Great story. Cool story, bro. Let's do it this way. What about this? What about that? I'm an Aquarius rising. Right? <laughs> so we're getting a little bit of a peak of it because yeah. it's going to go back into into Capricorn. Um, yeah. It's going to retrograde. Yeah. But we are starting another 15-year cycle. So just... Over the next couple of months, yeah, just take notice and see where authenticity is being rewarded. Okay. Okay. Because Aquarius, at the end of the day, is about authenticity. It is about doing things your own way. It's about smashing glass ceilings. It's about progression. It's about futurism. It's about literally breaking the way and splitting off and doing things your own way. Aquarius can kind of be a little bit aloof because it yeah. just wants to like do its own thing. It's all about uniqueness and it's a visionary. Yeah. So if you aren't authentic to your vision, yeah. right? It actually, Aquarius actually sits on a polarity. There's like six polarities in astrology. The polarity is called the polarity of authenticity. Yeah. That and Leo. So if you are not doing what sets your heart on fire, what and doing what you believe is right and you're pretending in any way or if you're playing small. So maybe you're doing it half-assed. You're not fully committing to what it is that you want to do. You, It's fine. Like I'm not saying your business is going to burn to the ground, but you're missing out on an opportunity and you probably will fall behind because we're just going in this new direction where it's all about being authentic to who you are and it's bigger than just like how your strategies like what your strategies are and how you run your day it's like what's the mission what's the purpose what's the greater thing above outside of you you actually asked me a question when we're in our mentorship of like I think you actually pose this in influencer vibes as well it's like okay cool like the personal mission of your business like that's great but what does that mission contribute to? Mm-hmm. Like what's the greater movement that that mission contributes that to that you're, the world. yeah, like yeah. that your name is not really connected to. Yeah. So like we're not, we haven't really been taught to think about that yet. We've been like, oh, I just want to help people connect. It's like, that's not yeah. going to cut it. It's like, 
I know like what I do is like I'm destigmatizing the use of spiritual principles in business so yeah. that we can all be successful and people aren't in poverty. Yeah. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with my name. Yeah. So I it's think it's a big and it's, it's got complexities and different avenues and it's like yeah. all of the contribution you're doing yours from the spiritual business perspective but then someone the else will do it from yeah. another way yeah. right and yeah. it's like we're all contributing in service to something that's so much bigger than all of us yeah and that's what pluto moving into aquarius is because pluto is the planet of transformation so there's going to be some death and rebirth through all of this and that's okay yeah because it's actually to empower you and renew you when you say death and rebirth, what would that look like for someone in business? Yeah, so again, it's happening to all of us. So it could look different for everyone. And I would, if you really want to go into this, like pull up your chart and see where Aquarius is. So for yeah. you, for example, you this will be moving through your ascendant. Yeah. So you're not just going to be going through a personal, um, sorry, you're not just going to be going through like maybe a business transformation and um, it's definitely affecting business for sure. Yeah and how we just move generally in the world, but it's going to personally affect you with like your identity and like Have a I whole new beginning. going through this? So when you said- <laughs> I feel like I'm just coming out of my sad girl era. <laughs> right? And that makes, that actually makes a lot of yeah. sense. I'd love to like see- Like the like last six degrees. months particularly, I've like spoken about it quite a yeah. lot. That it really has been, as we talked about before, a little bit of comparison and all of that kind of stuff. Like, but identity, identity has been the biggest thing. Like every day, being like, who the fuck am I? To be honest, exactly. and what am I doing? Yeah. So, and it is this moment of like, how do I do things my own way? Yeah. Because you're in Aquarius, like you have that Aquarius rising. Yeah. So, I think you, it's going to impact everybody in a different way for yeah. sure. But my biggest thing is like, do not shy away from a big mission. Yeah. And it's almost like without it. Like, I feel like there was a time on Instagram where you didn't really have to have like branding that there was yeah. that, like you could kind of just like do, do whatever. whatever. And we've just moved past that. It's going to be like that when it comes to like big mission, you know, we're seeing it with like sustainability and like being like inclusive, you know, we're seeing these big corporate entities really starting to care about that stuff, having wellness budgets, having yeah. stuff like that. It's about to go even further and they're going to be like okay well what's the purpose of your wellness budget why is it that you actually support trans lives you know you say that you do but where's the evidence yeah we're going to be looking for proof in the pudding about what it is that you truly believe right because that was one of the things that got brought up was like it's not just about doing the thing but it's like that proof behind it and um, the person who brought it up to me, I don't know if this is the best example, but they were like, you know, even the Selena and, um, <laughs> the drama Hayley that's Bieber, got yeah. the Hailey Bieber stuff, like it's all happening, but like there will be, basically this person said like there will be call for like receipts and stuff. And you'd mentioned something before about just like the, the money screenshots and everything like that. Like I want to talk more about how practically for the listeners, like how can they ensure that they're in? Because you talk a lot about integrity and ethical business practices. Mm. Like, how can they ensure that they are in integrity in their business and that they are coming with the proof, as mm. you can, like, say, behind the mission? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, to be honest, I'm, I'm, like, just as in it as everybody else, right? Like, I will say that. But one thing that I'm sort of noticing is, and I just felt this intuitively, is, like, I was kind of, like, it feels a little tone deaf right now mm -hmm. to just be sharing your income as a marketing tool. Without like, context, it, yeah. yeah, like if you're doing like a video about like, I know you have a video because I've like watched all your videos, but like you have a video like I did a $40,000 a month. Here's how I did it. Like that makes sense. But just to be like 100K cash month, like want to coach with me one-on-one -on -one and have this too like I don't know like it just that's just it's not going to be inspiring anymore I laugh about this I'm sorry <laughs> but I just need to say this because it's really funny I play this out in my head all the time about like I do this little get when I see people doing that and then I'm like can you imagine if like Coles Coles is like a big supermarket here was like today we made five million dollars come and get our specials like I'm like there's no other business in the world that's like here's how much money we made this yeah. is the stuff but like in the online space, regardless of whether you're a health mentor or whether you're a business mentor or spiritual mentor, 
menopause. Even like I've seen like relationship experts being like, this is how much money I've made. I'm like, I don't care. I want you to help me have better sex with my partner. I, I don't know. care how much money you make. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm the same. It's like, I'm not hiring you because of how much money you made. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hiring you to, you know, help me X, Y, Z. Like, even if you are a wealth coach, for example, yeah. here's the thing though, and this is, what I, this is why I don't understand how, well, I know why it works, is because it speaks to people's scarcity yeah. and it's disempowering, Yeah. right? It's like, oh, if, it's actually not inspiring in that way. So you have to be able to go, and I, this is the other piece too, that I will say before I say anything. There is a part of me that's like, we should be sharing our income. If we can destigmatize wealth, especially for women, like yeah. I'm so passionate about that. I am a feminist through and through. Like I do want to share my income because I don't think that we should be not talking about income. Like yeah. it's fucked up. Like why are we pretending that or playing down how much money we're earning? That's dangerous too. Like yeah. So I think it is a fine line. But there's context. But there has to be context. And I think using it as a marketing tool is just not – it's a bit tone deaf. It's coming off – it's giving tone deaf. So (laughs) It's in its tone deaf era. You know? I've seen a lot as well of clients that have come into my space actually feeling – like you said, disempowered is such a great word for that because what – I see the negative side of it. I'm with you. I want more people to celebrate income and for it to just be normal to talk about income with context. Mm. You know, this is how much it costs to operate this business. This is what I'm investing this money in. This is my philanthropic efforts or this is how I'm enjoying my life. You know what I mean? It's like I was able to do this and this is how my life has changed. The story makes the the sharing of the income so much less tone deaf in my opinion. But the problem I see with it is a lot of people share these big income without any context of how they got there, which my mission in this world is to give people a platform to Mm. change the world, right? That conversation that you and I had in our mentorship, like I truly believe that. Play your role in the world changing. That's why we're here. And we all have something inside of us. But there are people who see other people sharing their income without context, who have a mission inside of them, who have immediately labeled themselves as failures Mm -hmm. because they aren't achieving that as fast as somebody else did. And then they give up on that mission because they already have determined that they've failed at business. I'm going to assume that people like are ignorant to the understanding of what sharing your income without context does just because I'm going to always assume the best in people. But what you're actually doing when you don't share your income without, when you share it without context is you're actually insinuating or inviting somebody into a comparative moment so me versus them they have that I don't and they're comparing themselves to you and through that comparison they go well I got to learn from this person and then they buy from you yeah and I think that's fine they'll buy from you but the quality of that client the quality of like where they are in their in their journey in order to actually get results, they're in a comparisonitis spiral. So before you do any work with them, you're going to have to get them out of that, yeah. remembering who they are, so they actually can go and get results for you and your and like it reflects yeah. positively on your business. So we just we need to be having conversations with ourselves. This is why I have my podcast. It's like yeah. it's to have a deeper conversation with yourself about why you do the things that you do and again if you've done that it's no shade no shame like it's totally fine you it's a learnt behavior you've probably been told to do that in some way shape or form but this is where it's not a one-size-fits-all and I think looking at how you spend your money how you share your money and creating a strategy that actually works best for you from a soul perspective and what yeah. your soul came here to be, but also just like what fucking feels good. Yeah. You know, I just got a feeling that sharing my income was feeling really tone deaf. So I just stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I made that decision probably like four months ago. I just stopped probably actually a bit longer. I, I stopped sharing and I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm a feminist. I want to keep sharing my income. I want women to be talking about money. That's really important to me. Where can I do it? And I've been sitting on this idea for ages I've decided I'm going to start a membership through my podcast, Extra Content. If you want the behind the scenes of my business and how much we're making and all these sorts of things, we're going to do it in a private community. 
of people who know me yeah. and the context and all the things, you know, where yeah. I don't have to do all a million disclaimers. Every time you post something. Exactly. To be like, I'm By just, the way, I've been doing this for six years. Yeah, or, like, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm creating a space where that will go. Yeah. And so I wonder what that is for you in your business. Yeah. Taking the step back. What I really liked that you said is like, I just stopped. Like, it's not like I kept doing it and trying to figure out. I paused for a moment. I went inwards waited for that inspiration like you were talking about before and then actually acted on an idea. And I will say that's an aligned strategy for me. Yeah. That's not going to work for everyone. It, yeah. There are, again, like, so I call them laws of success. Like, yeah. there are some things that are just, like, true across the board. But, like, when I work with clients, sometimes that's stopping. They actually need to be constantly experimenting and just moving. If you have, like, a lot of fire energy or a lot of air energy or whatever – you might need to ask your audience yeah. or whatever. But things. for me and my chart and like, it's my rising sign. It's my Saturn in Pisces. I need to go within and just sort of like take a moment and witness and watch and stop. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's also tapping into how you work Yeah, as well. I love talking to you about business. Like again, when we had our time together, I was so inspired by the connection that we both have on you know business being so personal yes mine is from a very pragmatic perspective and you obviously bring a lot of you have that pragmatic side but bring a lot of spiritual flair to it Mm -hmm. because I think where we both severely agree is that it is so fucking nuanced like somebody's pathway to success when it comes to building a business a personal brand product development marketing strategy sales strategies even the way you run a team or administration, like it's so nuanced and it's such a personal journey. But I'd like to talk a bit about like how can people dig into that using spiritual tools? Like mm. how can people get to know themselves more so that they aren't just being like, let me just drag and drop this coach's templates and strategies and systems and personality into my business mm. because they've made 100K and that's what I want to do as well. Like, what does that journey look like using spiritual tools, potentially esoteric entrepreneurship, mm. as well as astrology, so that they can fine tune their business so it truly is authentic to them? Yeah. So this is what esoteric entrepreneurship is, yeah. is the commitment, the decision, the devotion. I like the word commitment. Um, but the devotion to moving that way yeah. in business and in life, yeah. right? And what we're really talking about here is a dedication and a devotion to self. Mm-hmm. To I got goosebumps Yeah, like one. we're talking about doing things your own way and carving your own path and honoring what your soul came here to do. And I'm not talking about this from like a religious sense. I'm talking about this from a pragmatic sense of like, you're you're really not here for no reason. Unfortunately, like if we look like if we look at like nature, things are just pop up in nature for no fucking reason. Yeah. Like we have a food chain. Yeah. Like if the bees die, we all die. Like yeah. you your life has an impact. Everything is here. Regardless of thinking about it from a spiritual perspective. And I like to be able to get pragmatic. My boyfriend's a scientist, so like I'm able yeah. to like we She's we vibe a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we vibe a lot, so I can nut these sort of like um, concepts out. But this is esoteric entrepreneurship: is this devotion of showing up not only for yourself but for your role in the world. Yeah. And that's when we can start to talk about: okay, well, what do I need to do? What are the laws of success? And then what I like to call the path of success. What are the laws of success? Yeah. So the laws of success are actually really, really simple. And I'll share a quick story about this because I actually, um, I'm staying at a friend's house right now. I've never read Think and Grow Rich. And it just happened to be on her bookshelf. I picked it up and I read it. I just picked up out a page and it was this page that was like sentence to sentence. It was perfect. And it was talking about persistence and it was saying how, the, the way that you become successful is persistence. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I've been thinking a lot about patience lately and being like, oh, I've just got to be patient. It's actually, not, it's actually not patience. Yeah. It's persistence yeah. because patience is waiting. Yeah. Persistence is doing and being patient, right? Like there's Damn. an action. <laughs> I like that. Right? It's yeah, actually persistence. Sticking. And he actually goes through those four um, but he basically like listed these, these four laws, uh, sorry, the three laws of success basically that I was talking about. 
plus a fourth, which I'll, I'll add in maybe. But um, the laws of success are action, attraction, and consistency. And I would actually probably add after reading that last night, proximity. Yeah. So what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? Like, what are you... The business. Yeah, like, what, what's, what are you selling? What are you... Whatever. Yeah. Um, what are you... How are you moving the needle? Two, attraction. So who are you being? So yeah. law of attraction, right? Like, how are you showing up? What's your relationship with self? What's your vibration? What's your energy? vibration? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Um, what are your limiting beliefs? Uh, you know, who are you being in yeah. this moment, right? Consistency. How often are you doing it? Are you doing it on a consistent basis? Is that where the persistence fits in? Yes. Yeah. So how are you actually making sure that you're not giving up? And no matter what, you're is again this devotion, right? And yeah. you're consistent with whatever it is that you're doing. And then the proximity piece, which Napoleon Hill had in this, was who's around you? Yeah. Who's in your inner circle? And who's not? So like also thinking about, okay, well, who's having a negative impact on your persistence? Who's telling you, oh, maybe you should think about that. Maybe, maybe don't go too quick or maybe, or maybe you're not going quick enough. You're not this, you're not that. Getting rid of those people yeah. and making sure you have people in your circle that uh, I guess ignite that engine, right? Fan the flame. Would that also be proximity to who we're consuming? Yes. So those who are putting us into that comparison cycle or shame or everything. So that looks like a coach, a therapist, a fucking masseuse, your boyfriend. Yeah. Whoever the fuck, right? Like everyone, everyone who you're following on Instagram, who's, who's in your proximity. You know what I mean? So those are the, the laws to success. If you don't do those, you will not be successful. Like you need to do them. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes we think success is way more complicated than that. Simple. Right? <laughs> From there, yeah. everything else is your way. Yeah. So my favorite thing that I say to all my clients, my audience all the time is all the strategies actually fucking work. Every yeah. single one of them works. It just depends who they work for. Is it going to work for you? Yeah. And the way that I use spirituality and astrology is really through self-inquiry yeah. of going, okay, firstly, what feels good for you? Then I use astrology because that's my favorite spiritual modality. Let's have a look at your chart because your chart is a reflection of what your soul came here to be. Yeah. It's actually not a reflection of who you are. Yeah. To it's your potential, basically. So let's look at this and how can we lean into these placements inside your business, of course. So from how you sell to how you market to how you brand to how you lead a team to everything. And then also outside of that. So the way that you think, the way that you behave, the way that you connect, the way that you relationship, the way that you exercise, the way that you, how can we use this as a tool and a touchstone? And I want to be very, very clear about that. I'm not someone who's like, you're a child or nothing. It's a touchstone that we come back to when we lose sight of who we are. So it's always like a jumping off point for me. We never want to stay there because then we're just a slave to a dogma and like, fuck that. So it's a jumping off point when you're like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know what I want. I don't know what's right for me. This is a place where you can come back to or you can come to an astrologer and say, I've lost sight of this and I need some new ideas of maybe how I could express this placement because even with all those placements, there's a million different ways that you can express them. The nuance. Because they also connect. Like again, this is like a little bit deeper, but they all connect to each other. They're all having conversations with each other. And that is so specific to each person. It is literally got the same like stats as DNA. Like it's that specific. Wow. Like no one has the same chart as you. Yeah. Just because someone's an Aquarius as well as you, it's not not the same person. person. Even if you're twins, it's not the same thing because also your life experience is going to impact the expression of that chart too. Yeah. Like life experience impacts the expression of genes like it's the same thing yeah the biology of belief right yeah so I think looking at your path to success that is where you have to get completely individual and if I was to give you like from a business perspective 
the one, two, three on it, it's like- I was going to say, how does this like not become overwhelming for someone? Yeah. So first place you want to look at is what's called your cardinal cross. Yeah. So when I do my business astrology intensives, this is the first thing that I look at and I'm like, okay, where in their business are they in and out of alignment with these placements? So your cardinal cross is your ascendant. That's like the first one. Opposite that you have your IC. Then, sorry, you have your descendant on the other side. You have your IC down the bottom and then you have your midheaven up the top. Okay. And yeah, it's literally Uh, literally across, across, right? right? And if you look on an astrology chart, you'll literally see it's like an emboldened line. Like you'll see it. Yeah. So whatever signs those lines point to, those are the signs that are in your cardinal cross. So very simply, we're going to do this in layman's terms. Your rising sign is uh, basically like, your branding. So it's like how other people perceive you when someone's seeing you online. So for me, that's Aquarius. That's that. Like you said, I'm going to yeah, do Yeah, you're going to do whatever I want. I want. So yeah. you have dancepreneur, you've got chillpreneur, you've yeah. got like fucking More movements. Become, become the coolest person you know. Like that's very yeah. Aquarius energy, right? Okay, cool. So then you, you have that on one side. You also have on the other side, which is your descendant. That's kind of like how you are in relationships. So when we look at it from a business perspective, it's like, how you are with your team, yeah. how you are with your clients. Like when someone's entering into, like they've passed the paywall, they're actually in in connection with you. That is going to be the place where whatever sign that is, that's like the how, what like the energy you want to lean into, the archetype that you yeah. want to kind of stand into. Then, so your leadership kind of? Yeah, yeah, leadership, but also like it's a connection moment. It's a yeah. partnership placement. So I like to think of it, put it this way. Ascendant is PR, descendant is HR. So yes. it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the sort of energy you're going to look at. That's cool. So it's basically like your internal human relations. Yeah. So then down in your IC, that's the most private point in your chart. No one else in your business is going to see this. This is how you manage yourself. Yeah. So think about like, maybe it's more like CEO-ship. So it's like the the way that you manage yourself, the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you um, connect with yourself, yeah. how you lead yourself. It's a very, very private point in your chart. So maybe like your inner work, what you need to be stepping into, the energy you need to be stepping into to get the most out of your inner work. How you are off camera. How you are off camera. Yeah. When you're like in planning creation mode, yeah. that's that's that energy. And then right at the top is your midheaven. That's the highest point in your chart. They call it your fame point. So if I was to see you on television or on a TED talk or anything like that, we're going to be seeing you in that midheaven. So I like to think of it as like your outer authority. Yeah. Your inner authority is your IC, your outer authority, yeah. how you're perceived in your industry. Inner, inner, outer. Yeah. I love it. How you're, how you're seen in your industry, what you're known for, yeah. What you're going to go down in history for. Like we're talking yeah. big, big energy, like big stuff. That's cool. So looking at those placements and just being like, how can I, how much of a connection do I have with that archetype in that area of my business? Where are the gaps? And then are these signs? So then you would take like the energy of yeah, those the signs. archetype. Yeah, so yeah. how can you step into that archetype? Cool. In each of those areas, the characteristics of the sign. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And that's the first place I would say to look because if that's out of alignment, we can go through all the houses and the fucking yeah. planets. They're all very. That's the minutia. Yeah. And that's what I do in the intensive. I go yeah. through and do like a full blueprint of that yeah. with you, and we. That's where we get into the the nitty gritty. Yeah. But if that stuff isn't worked out or isn't feeling good on some level, then it doesn't really matter. The rest yeah. of it's kind of going to fall to shit and you're just not going to be in in alignment yeah. in a way that actually feels authentic to you. And then that goes back to the conversation we had before about what's happening on a global scale about the authenticity. If we can kind of check these boxes as well as have that personal connection to ourselves – then we're going to be able to yeah, move through and this again, quite easily. It's not about being perfect. Like your yeah. chart is a static image. Like you're going to have the same chart when you're fucking 90. Yeah. So it's not about being perfect. It's just about how can I lean into this? Am I even leaning into it at all? How yeah. can I double down? What can I double down on to deepen this? Yeah. And really, if you're a leader of your own business, especially if you're the product of your own business, yeah. this stuff matters even more. Like yeah. you're not selling like, a $2 product on Instagram, on, on Amazon, 
that only cost you 50 cents. Like yeah. you're usually the face of your brand. I know that that's like your audience. So yeah. this stuff is, it, it matters. And the reason I preach it so much is because this is like, this is what I did in order yeah. to become successful. And people ask me all the time, how did I do it so quickly? Yeah. It's because I'm in alignment yeah. and I know who I am and I know what feels good and I know what doesn't. And I have this cool fucking tool that doesn't rule my life, but I can come back to it yeah. and be like, okay, I've lost my way. Let me come back to my truth. I got a visual in my head. I think I heard it in a YouTube video years ago. It's like the difference, let's say you're in a boat in the stream. It's the difference between going upstream and downstream. Like obviously trying to row a boat upstream against the current can be so difficult, which is how most people are running their business, trying to implement everybody else's strategies, replicate what everybody else is doing. Yes, it might work financially, but the feeling that comes from that can be life-threatening in many cases people get sick i've been talking about this and this is where like the esoteric entrepreneurship and this all wraps back in one of the core pillars of esoteric entrepreneurship is sustainable success i don't give a fuck if you can scale your business and make millions of dollars if you're depressed when you get there because guess what like i'm not just saying like your mental health like yeah of course but like if you have a shitty relationship to money it actually doesn't stop you making money yeah it actually is going to stop you maybe from keeping it or having it, it. allowing it to feel satiating and satisfying if you have a shitty relationship with it. And that's where like success is great. Everybody can be successful. I believe that to my core, if we all stop trying to copy and think that there's one way of getting there. But if you are not working on yourself and you're not actually looking at your values, what you need at the time, yeah, because you changes, know, because yeah. there are negative impacts of growth. Growth yes. means that things are shifting and changing. Your environment is going to be impacted. Yeah, and you are also your environment. So, how do we make sure that we're looking at the negative impacts, which are inevitable? People, more money, more problems. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like that's a thing. But how do we how do we distribute our gifts and our energy and our talents and you know, our services and our businesses and our mission and our products in a way that is sustainable. That's not doing it slow necessarily. Yeah. That's doing in a doing it in a way that doesn't mean we fuck up the environment. Yeah. And we that might mean acclimatize in the process. Yes. Yeah. And that's what sustainable success is about. It's about making sure that you don't self abandon and mm-hmm. actually you optimize who you are through the process of growth rather than abandon which everybody does most of the time like I've done it I learned that the hard way and I'm just trying to do this now so that people stop doing that because we think that there's only one way to be successful and it's wrong it's inherently wrong it's capitalist bullshit that we've been sold and it's not your fault but like listen to me now like you have to do it your own way otherwise you're going to end up in somebody else's version of success. Like this is keeping up with the Joneses. This is everything that Gary Vee is like bang, banging on about to yeah. all of us for so long. Like I hope that you can hear it from this perspective. And I, yeah. this is why I speak to spiritual entrepreneurs because I don't think that there is somebody who is like the Gary Vee of spiritual entrepreneurs. And that's like my mission of like, let's, he's talking to like the hustle bros yeah, and like, also like you know a lot of other people love him but that's his target and I just want to be telling people who are spiritual like you don't have to wait you don't have to do this you don't have to do that you just have to do things your own way don't listen to a fucking guru be your own guru you know I don't think we can go on from there that was the biggest (laughs) drop the mic they're attached to my face but oh my gosh that was I could sit here and listen to you talking for hours I was just like talk to me more but honestly that was incredible you mentioned in this about your membership and then you also mentioned about your uh sessions that you do Mm. tell us a little bit more about because I'm already to invest. Yeah. I'm sure everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, I've got my credit. Like, go get my credit card. <laughs> but tell us all the things, how people can connect with you. Yeah. So um, obviously the best place to find me is on Instagram. That's yeah. where everything is. Um, I, if you want to jump into my world, the most accessible way to do that is to definitely come over to the podcast. You can listen. Um, 
obviously you can hear I say some pretty wild shit and this is like tame because I'm like on somebody else's podcast so we get even wilder just on the regular pod but in the membership I'm really going hard because as I said you've like if you want my wild thoughts we have like little masterclasses in there we have horoscopes in there we have discounts and stuff like it's going to be a really really great place for you to just get extra education extra knowledge extra wisdom and a lot of the behind the scenes of my business it's where I do a lot of my like little op-eds my opinion pieces yeah I love that um and you know my podcast and everything that I do is really about having a deeper conversation with yourself and then obviously if you would like me to support you after you've had that deeper conversation with yourself and use my skills and my gifts um, you can come and work with me. So a great place to jump in if you want to work with me one-on-one is the Business Astrology Intensive because yeah. it's 30 days, two of those weeks, I'm doing all the work, you just chill. Yeah. And then we have um, like a call and then Voxer support and another follow-up call. So just to make sure that, you know, you have everything that you need to to keep moving forward. But it's... um. It's really cool. We give you an astrology blueprint and it's like a little audio book. So it's just like, it's really cool. Like it's, She's a business creative. Yeah, so it's, it's really fun and um, it's a great place to start if you really just want to like fucking do this. And um, But yeah, there's plenty of programs and things always going on in my world. So those are great places to start. But come, come hang out with me on the pod if you want more of this energy yeah. um, and on Instagram. Thank you so much. Honestly, I deeply appreciate it. I love this conversation. Thank you to everyone who did listen. Make sure you go follow Jazz. We'll have all of her information linked below. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>